tonight's topic is about a popular word we hear to begin New Year's every year. Everybody talk about resolution. What's your resolution? I got a New Year's resolution. I'm gonna do this differently this time around. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go these places. I'm gonna see these faces. I'm gonna bump these elbows. I'm gonna accomplish these or overcome whatever it is that I've been known to not be able to overcome in my past. This year is my year. This is the year that I make my New Year resolution and this is gonna be it. This is my time. All the bull is behind. You hear all these things and all these different lines from people in your face, people online, all over the place. So I want to get into this and break this down. And I also want to go into a case to analyze a group of men that tried to exercise foundation in, in principle some was able to be successful some of them failed but be it as it may let's get into the topic resolution is about vision all right and this is a part of a series i call focus this is a part of the focus series this is this is a time of the uh year in this season this is the season to be focused on whatever it is that you need to focus on and I use focus as a new uh, um, mnemonic device, right? The F is foregoing, right? Foregoing, leaving, you know, going, going in a direction that leaves whatever it is behind. You're foregoing. The O is for outer. Everything that we see, everything that we see in the world, that's of the world, that's in the world, right? So forego the world and the circumstances that the world put us in all the time and use the spirit right foregoing out of circumstances using spirit that's what focus stand for and what you what i want to highlight tonight though is resolution all right so let's get into it body mind spirit this mind body and spirit are the trinity that we are made of. There's a record of principles that determines whether we will experience success or failure from this mind, body, and spirit. And there are also other current and ancient accounts of people who failed or succeeded in properly implementing these principles to manage themselves and others. Welcome to Peace Study, a place where we study people's compliance with the principles that governs all things in existence. We study this. So let's get into it. I think it's well known that our mind and body is the mortal aspect of what we are and who we are. But it ultimately has a expiration date. The mind gets Alzheimer's, dementia. Eventually, the mind's power will shut off. The body's organs will start to slow and soon stop functioning altogether. It too will wither away this is the flesh this is the mortal state that thing that has a period that has an ending and then we have spirit there is really only one spirit the holy spirit is the only spirit anything that is not holy 
or is not the Holy Spirit is a counterfeit familiar spirit. It's familiar because it may look like the real thing, but it isn't. Our spirit is a portion of God made manifest in ourselves. And when our spirit is given to something that isn't the creator of that spirit, we become demon possessed. We become possessed by things that don't reflect greatness and excellence, right? I like to take my attention to this pyramid of rulership and authority. If you look at the if you look at the pyramid, you'll see that we have the general person, population, the workers, people that just work for everything that is above them in this chart, right? So you have religion on the first on the first tier of power, military, police, courts, prisons. You got governments, intelligence. You have media. You have the schools, right? These are the things that govern our local city, that governs our country, more or less. This is where we get our protection from. This is where we get our legal system from. And this is where we are shown entertainment or whatever we watch when we turn on a cellular device, tablet, phone, TV, whatever, from media. So you got the medias, the schools, the protection, you have the churches, which is also a form of um, education, right? Then you have corporations, Exxon, Mobil, BP, IBM, New York Stock Exchange, Toyota, and any everything above that is just banking and high powerful families. We've seen this before and I brought it up tonight to highlight three things, right? Number one, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. Number two, the inheritance is for the just. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous, and a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And the last point is the parable of 10 talents, which we will get into in our case study. But the reason I bring this pyramid of power and what truly dictates the world is that the focus that we have to surrender our mind, body, and soul to has to cancel out everything on this pyramid that governs the world, that put out messages and puts out images that they want us to follow. We have to forego that the world and everything in it even to the purest form of institutions that mean well there are spiritual wickedness in churches spiritual wickedness in synagogues spiritual wickedness in mosques spiritual wickedness in whatever temple that monks or those who are involved in those eastern asian philosophies there are evil and spiritual wickedness in the military, in the police system, in the courtroom, in prisons, in the government, in all media companies, in all corporations, in all of these families that, so to speak, own all of the banks that put interest on our credit and ultimately control the system. There's spiritual wickedness in all of these places, but we have to be focused 
on spirit and allow spirit to use us. I like to show that pyramid to draw a parallel to our body and mind because the same that works for the system and the people that are running these seats that we see on the screens or on the big stage or on the mainstream or on the things that we always was able to look at like boy that is making it big time that stage that was set by people that run them the, the mind and the body it works the same exact way we don't wrestle against our mind and body we wrestle with spirit high within ourselves but my question is how can God use you when something else is occupying that space? Case in point, it's like driving in a car. God want to drive, but you just put God in the passenger seat and thank him for the ride. But when it comes to driving the car, no, nah, I'll drive the car myself because I want to ride. This is a nice ride, right? Our body, our looks, our talents, our gifts, everything that we have, God made that. Not for us to drive it, but for God to drive it. But when we focus on self, self become idol, self become God, and we work under the same evil that the system that we in in this world works under. Self works under things that don't acknowledge the most high the creator chasing material chasing things that buy other material things that will surely wither away not being focused i wasn't focused for a long time for a longer time than i was focused up to this point and foregoing out of circumstances using spirit it's such a, ironically, it's such an easier route. It's an easier ride. And it's nothing that I can say to you to convince you of that. You just got to get the seatbelt on and try to drive it for yourself. Try to try to experience for yourself to get in the passenger seat and let God ride. You can recline your seat back. But you got to let everything in the world go because the world is going to give you something diametrically opposed to the will of the Lord. The body and mind in Galatians. The body and mind can either hand the spirit to its original creator or it could submit under a counterfeit deity or other creation that desires uh, uh, or inaccurately becomes classified as the creator. It's a lot of things that may seem to be like, oh, this is nothing but the will of God. Or this is nothing but some, one of the brothers um, said, or look at the at the world from its proper perspective. Okay, um, brother, you can chime in on on that comment if you like. If you like to looking at the world at its at its proper perspective, because in the Bible Jesus said, "He that hate the world." shall have life forever but he who loves it shall lose his life it also says that 
when it comes to the world to not be of it but be not to be of the world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind but in proper context of the world and what it is allowing the spirit to reflect what the steps should be in life will make all the things that of the world be added unto you for if we seek the kingdom everything of the, the riches of the world should be added unto us um declared in the word galatians 5 and 16 though this i say then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would but if ye be led of the spirit ye are not under under the law now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery fornication and it goes on to a list and it also mentions the fruit of the spirit which is love joy peace long suffering gentleness etc i had a conversation with my dog and new year's eve and i i told him for the first time in my life i feel like the spirit of lust has been removed from me and i had to let him know that the, the route that I took is not a route of my own. I had to get on my knees for real and really plead to God that the lust that I had be removed from me because I couldn't do it. I finally said that I couldn't do it. Instead of trying to be obedient and putting everything on myself and do all of the things that the Bible and the principles from these cases and these people was instructing me to do, and just really putting all the pressure on me, I gave the ball to the goat. I gave the ball to the goat in that prayer and I promised after that prayer, all of a sudden my nervous system was on autopilot. When I would see things that made me, made me feel tempted to indulge in these things, whether it, been, whether it was like a woman Right, it's three. I have a. I, I like to classify my major, my major, my major stumbles that make me fumble in three parts. Women focusing on lack and and not being engaged in my purpose to the point where it's just dysfunction and unorganization. Some people like to call it ADHD, right? You're just leaving a lot of things undone, unfinished. You got all these ideas, but none of them are really just sticking, right? But it's, it's not structured. It's just, it's a lot of a lot, but it's not nothing that could be submitted into consideration for possible mastery, me being able to master something, right? So that was my number two issue in this triple-headed monster. And my last one, my last one was my temper, my 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 demeanor. Even even if I ain't spaz, I wasn't able to allow my words to be seasoned with salt. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't. I wasn't able to speak with a tone that was gracious, words that were gracious and seasoned with salt. 
I was, you know, like, it, it, even if my words was decent, my countenance was nasty. When somebody did something to really irk my nerves, these were the three things that I struggled with for the for the greater half of my life. And a lot of these things were inherited through genetics, through my through my forefathers. I had a disposition and tendencies to things to act out in a certain way. When, so when the when the when the opportunity presented itself for me to act out, however I acted out, I already felt like doing what I acted on. So when I acted on it, it was natural. It was natural. And that's why I believe in the blood covenant and surrendering to Christ and purity and, and, and allowing yourself to be surrendered all the way, you know, with faith working by love and hope, you know? So that's just my personal experience with my body and my mind telling my spirit what to do and me trying to do it. Me, pr I'm praying to God, I'm telling God at night, Lord, thank you for all the things you've done and I appreciate it and I'm, I'm believing in this and believing in that. But when it came time for me to go into my day to do what I said I wanted to do, I, had, I was putting all of the pressure on me. And that's not real belief. That's not real acceptance and confession in the heart. Once I did it, it's been gone. And I, I told my brother, I was like, part of me asked myself, okay, I don't feel the lust now, but what if I do? And then my other my other mind told me, don't worry about what ifs and ifs was. <laughs> Just obey. That's all you need to be focused on. And that's why I focus is the highlight of the night. Forgetting all of the things that you may feel. You may not feel like going to the gym. You may not feel like doing the things that are painstaking. But obey. And that in which you feel will change. And you will be, there will be generative change. And I'm speaking from my own testimony. For, for Galatians 16 and 17. So resolution, what's stopping God from coming in? Spiritually inheriting nothing is what, is what I call sin. How can God use you when something else is occupying that space, right? I like to um, turn to a, a case. I like to turn into a case and then after, after I review this case with y'all, I wanna go into what resolution in my analysis of what resolution is, I want to go into that um, briefly and what resolution is and how it's a part of the solution, but it's not the solution, all right? Case study, the three men with talent. We know this parable from Yeshua when he spoke on this situation, right? And I want to highlight this case because it shows why the wicked is ruling, but it also shows it also shows a lack of resolution in one of the three participating um, brothers, according to the talent that God gave them. And I just wanted to look at that real quick. Um, let me go into this real quick, Tony. Man, I wish you could chime in, brother. 
I'm glad you in the midst though. I'm gonna go to um going to this case so this is the case we want to look at right and i i'm pretty sure a few of you already went over this but i want to analyze it from a certain point of view right it said that the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods right god has given us his goods to some he gives five talents to others he may give two to others he may give one but to everybody God gives according to that man's ability right and we take our journeys like the men in this story they took their journeys the one that had five he made what God gave him work for him he put it to work the same as the others the other man the one that received two he put it to work. And when they put their work, when they put the goods that God bestowed upon them to work, it doubled what God had given them into uh, double than what they got. They doubled than what they received from God. But the, but the person who only received one talent dig the hole and hid his talent. The message right here, I want to just start right there. Me and my brother was talking and in 2024, I sent everybody a video and I said in 2024, I expect more. What that really mean, or a part of what I'm was, was saying or conveying to y'all, stop hiding. Stop hiding your talent. Stop using a, just a piece of it. It's a lot of multiplication that has to go on that was designed to go on. Stop hiding. The man that didn't receive nothing, he hid his talent. It's a lot of people that hide because they're not focused on spirit and obedience. They focus on how they sound to others, how they look to others, how they may be received, how somebody may not think that they can do it. And they hold on. I was a person that held on. I had the perfection paralysis disorder. Well, I felt like if it wasn't perfect, I'll just hide. Or you know what? I don't want that attention, so I'd rather hide. Your gift wasn't given for you. Your life isn't for you. Your life, your body, your mind is not yours. None of this is ours. So we don't have the right to hide this is for the people that God has bestowed these talents in us to give as you see in the story the man that hid his talent when the master came back to see the results the Lord answered and said to the man that hid his talent thou wicked and slothful servant is it wicked to hide your talent? Because this is what the Lord said. Not only was he lazy or slothful as a servant to God, but he was wicked. I never really analyzed not showcasing the skill that God bestowed on, upon me as wickedness. Wickedness? That's how serious God 
in the account in the witness in these in this case this is this is record this is despicable this is blasphemous the god to hide your talent he told him thou wicked and slothful servant thou knewest that i reap where i sow not and gather where i have not strong Thou artest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. You were supposed to exchange what I gave to you, so when I returned, I would have been able to continue to use you. But I can't use you because you didn't get you didn't do what I asked you to do. Alright, so that in which you do have, let me go ahead and get that from you. And let me give it to the one who had 10 talents. So the rich get richer and the poor get poorer because the poor high and the riches that God gave from them. God to take from the poor, give it to the rich and let the rich continue to rule over those who do not manage that in which God has bestowed upon them. How can you take the little bit I got, God? If this nigga got 10 talents and they doing their thing and they doing this, that, and the third, you gonna take the little one piece of thing I got? And we be wondering like, Dang, I don't see why how little bro just keep hitting rock bottom like that or brother or brother this or brother that. He was supposed to surrender, to focus using spirit and not hide. And that's why the wicked, even though the wealth of the wicked shall be inherited for the just, the wicked be winning in the world because they understand this godly principle they understand that the things that God gave them, they put that to work, but they let their spirit be possessed by something that isn't of God. And things and other things become their God. And that's why the people are dealing with systematic oppression, systematic imbalance because of spiritual wickedness in high places, but they keep going up because of this principle. And I highlight this story in this case of the three men with talent to not only analyze how this year I expect more in 2024, but also I want to highlight that when it comes to resolution, you got to break down the problems that you've been dealing with in your life to smaller, simpler chunks, smaller, simpler parts that you can fight a little bit at a time. We try to, I know me, for me, I can speak for me, right? I would try to go after things that I had a hard time with and I try to swing at it with everything I got and I end up getting junk because it's things that I'm thinking is the problem that really surprisingly or unbeknownst to me, it was other elements to this problem that I didn't consider. So when I go in it with full force or full fledged, I get surprised. Let's go into resolution real quick. Let's go into resolution real quick. I'm gonna go to the article of the day that I sent to y'all in the newsletter. Um, and I'm gonna go over this just real quick for what resolution is, all right? Cause resolution is about vision. Resolution, resolutions are for your vision. And this is a part of the focus series, seeking ye first the kingdom of God. I start off by saying reduce. Clothes you don't wear, reduce. Things that's not in the way, things that's in the way that you don't put to use, whatever is not being put to use, 
make it be useful put it to use right reducing is the is what i highlighted it's the beginning of finding the resolution that i was searching for right and, and for years i believe that resolutions were the actual solution to a giant problem and, and, that, and that's true in part but that is not what resolution means entirely. The word resolution comes from the old French word resolution. Could be pronouncing it wrong, but hey, you get my drift. Which means to break down into sim smaller, simpler parts. The term was used for complex mathematical problems that were large in its expression. But once the problems were reduced into smaller, simpler parts, it was easier to work on them. Right? So just, just like a complex complex math problem, there are some problems we have in our life that have a lot of factors contributed to the difficulty. When it comes to our problems, there is a team of factors that we are fighting against, but quick question, I got a quick question. Would you rather fight a person and get surprised by three other people joining in to gang up against you? Or would you rather fight one person at a time? Unless you like Iron Mike or somebody, you probably would want to cut the cost of getting surprised by three new tag team opponents in a fight. Perhaps even the best fighter would still opt out of fighting multiple people at once if they had the option to. My point is, if we do not break our problems down into what it is made of, we will mindlessly attack them and be surprised to learn that it's not just one thing we're fighting. It's those other three problems we couldn't see that is coming up, coming at us with death blows. And, I, and, and in this analysis, it led me to consider something. You cannot fight what you can't recognize as an opponent, but the opponent can and will fight you regardless of whether you can see the opponent or not. I'm going to say that one more time. You cannot fight what you can't see. But that thing that see you, that see you swinging, that can see you and know you trying to hit, but you're not hitting, that thing that you're dealing with in life can sure as the hair on my head is black and nappy, hit you. For years, I tried to solve my problems by forcefully working and punching. Punching at these problems without seeing a problem for all that it was, without considering the small parts that made up the structure of my giant sized problem, I just swung away. Since I didn't carefully line those smaller parts out, I became overwhelmed with the gang of issues. When I started breaking my problems down into smaller parts though, I could attack each small piece instead of shouldering the burden of fighting it all at once. So the resolution isn't the solution, but it is a massive part of it because it allows you to see what you're dealing with and solve every cubic inch of your issues in life a lot easier. 1080 HD or 8K resolution. Which resolution would you use or would you like to use to see your life's problems? Resolutions are for your vision. Keep that in mind for this new year and be blessed. Church. In that article, 
and this and in this case with the three men with talent. The brother that hid his talent, hid his talent because he couldn't see his talent for what his talent was worth. All he saw was, you know what? I got some money. So let me let me hold on to it. Let me hold on to it. Let me close my fist. Because at least I got this one now. At least I got that. He couldn't see. He couldn't see anything beyond that one thing that he was given from God. He couldn't see beyond that. Because if he could have seen what God or the master had saw in him, he would have did something totally different. It was not his, I don't think that it was in his heart to be casted out and dealt with in a in a, in a, in, a, in a way where he was just in a bash in a bad situation right I, I don't think that that's not what he wanted but like that man with one talent that could all be us in 2024 like other years where we go into the next year and we look back on the previous year and we say well this year I have this resolution, that resolution. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to come out with this thing. I'm going to actually start this thing. I'm going to be consistent with this thing. I ain't going to fall for the same thing. And you try to go after it without breaking down the thing that it is and why and what it is. And slowly, carefully apply pressure to whatever it is you're struggling with piece by piece. You ain't got to go double overtime every day and a little bit every day. It adds up. It adds up. Resolution. What's stopping God from coming in? What is the sin? Spiritually inheriting nothing. I have to piggyback on something that I, I, I really root for in all of our lives. We got a brother on that is married and I think he's the only brother that's married that's on tonight 86% of millionaires are married and 90% of all millionaires have real estate I mentioned the real estate part because guess what the first piece of real estate that we have is our spiritual house and if we govern that spiritual house and we're faithful over the house that God gave us within ourselves then guess what? Just like the men with talents that were that were blessed times two, the same shall happen to me and you. Marriage, same thing. The, the, the ways of a wicked man attracts a wicked woman. But a righteous man attracts a Proverbs 31 woman. What kind of wife do you want if you're not married? These for my single brothers. I'm one of the single brothers. I have to be the wife I want. And the, and the husband that I have right now is Christ. And I, I promise you, this marriage is going to attract the marriage I want. Resolution. What's stopping God from coming in? Spiritually inherited nothing. That's what I call sin. In Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, 
through Proverbs chapter 23, 1 and 2, it reads, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? Do you see a man that's putting it down? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean, obscure men. That ain't got nothing going on. But when you sit with, to eat with a ruler, consider what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of what the king has or these royal, royal members have for their meat is deceitful, all right? And all of the things that we do and allowing our talent to work for ourselves, I always want us to consider the things that's on the other side. And I also want us to consider the marriage and the things that when two come in one with Christ, what we're able to multiply with that divine feminine energy. Next episode, Attract Don't Chase. Attract, don't chase. It goes back to what I was saying about marriage and being a wife I want to have. Whatever you want, you give what you want. So instead of saying you want a million dollars, give a million dollars value worth of whatever it is that you have that God has given to you according to your ability. This is not just a word exclusive to you, but it, is, it doggone shows exclusive to me it's for all of us and i got the medicine in the spoon right now while i'm pouring y'all the shine <laughs> so